Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, 24th of April, and am I the only one losing track of time? I think the only reason I could tell it was Friday today was because the dress code had changed in our morning meeting this morning. A few strategy points today. Uh, Wall Street had a 400-point reversal, as the Dow Jones did, on the back of this Gilead Chinese trial uh, and the market reversed, but uh, but it was up 400 points. And I get this feeling that there is sort of support for the market at the moment. And this little sell-off that we've responded to may not be that significant at all. As you're aware, we just recently in the last week or two, we've sold out, uh, not sold out, we've cashed up 40%, thinking that the market's tipping over. But there, there is clearly underlying support for the market. Some fund managers must be thinking we're in the middle of some sort of opportunity. Uh, so maybe maybe we've responded a bit too hard with 40% cash anyway, keeping an open mind that whilst the market is clearly tiring, it doesn't look like there's a risk of an all-out collapse again because we are, we are shrugging off the most dire headlines. Every economic release is a disaster and the market doesn't seem to mind. Overnight, US new home sales saw the biggest fall since 2013. 26.5 million people have been unemployed in the US in the last five weeks. That's the most since the Great Depression. 4.43 million in the last week. US PMI hit the lowest uh, since 1998. UK PMI came in at 12.9, was down from 36, and, and the worst estimate was 31, so well below expectations. Yet the market doesn't collapse. On top of all that, of course, we're trading through these disastrous oil price headlines as well. So there is some resilience in the market, and I think that's born out of a few things. First is that prices are already discounting a lot. The market is beginning to presume probably rightly, that COVID-19 is going to be defeated. And of course, you're going to see headlines about it coming back and cautious super bears and health people and sensible people talking about the risks of it coming back. But essentially, the stock market is working on the basis that COVID-19 is going to be defeated and probably in the next couple of months. Also, government stimulus has arguably overcooked it on misplaced paranoia about a credit crisis. The oil price, despite the headlines, is clearly bottoming at the moment. In the next month or two, we're all going to be back in the office hearing stories about businesses kick-starting back into action again. And that's, that's important because whilst we're all sitting at home and in isolation and are getting bored by these COVID-19 headlines. Uh, in Victoria, anyway, uh, the golf club's back in action on May the 12th, as far as we can tell. It looks like restrictions are coming off. I can read the health minister in Victoria, who's been super conservative, getting less conservative. We're going to be back in the office. We're going to be back in the into traffic jams before too long. And sent, so stock market sentiment will lift with that. And all the negative headlines, all these terrible, disastrous economic headlines and even company headlines, whilst they might be shocking on the announcement, are going to be talking about the past where the future is much brighter. And in this idea, we talked about it yesterday, you've got to get ahead of the headlines, not react to the current headlines. So I'm not sure we've done the right thing uh, cashing up again, although we're not going to change it. We do need to register this recurrent swell of buying that plows through the 
the negative headlines. Uh, whilst at the moment the buying is quite easily defeated on a daily basis, it does show you that there are clearly fund managers out there who are doing some buying, who see this as some sort of long-term low, that we're not on the brink of an economic, a new economic disaster. And it's now looking like a discounted economic disaster. So we're staying in 40% cash. The market's in no rush to rally. The technical picture is still very negative. Have a look at the chart in the strategy section today. There are no significant technical buy signals on markets or stocks today. We we uh, scan the market every morning just looking for you know, buy and sell signals which might trigger some interest in a stock or timing a stock or something. But there are no significant buy signals the volatility is still obviously very elevated and we've still got a lot of stock specific announcement risk at any time any of your holdings could pop out with an earnings announcement it's not going to be an upgrade so plenty of risk around but there is this underlying support so staying in cash for the moment the technical picture is still negative in fact the technical picture is still saying sell quite honestly it's not saying buy so there's nothing that says buy yet technically so sticking with the 40% cash for the moment, but aware of the need to keep an open mind about this minor correction turning around. Otherwise, I note overnight in the UK, I've got a little section in the strategy piece today called Lockdown Party. And uh, I note in the UK overnight, amidst the disastrous economic headlines, that Taylor Wimpy and Bovis, two of the biggest head, uh, house builders in the UK, jumped 9.4%, 11.5% on news that the UK house building industry is going to get back to work. We, we need to take note of that, not because we need to buy UK house builders, but this tells you a couple of things. In the next couple of months, we're going to be getting back to work. We're going to be in traffic jams, doing our catch-up shopping, flooding the restaurants and bars, watching Top Gun 2 in a very crowded cinema, and that's given me the excuse to put the Top Gun 2 trailer in the newsletter today. Uh, watching the new James Bond film, you know, having a host of overdue catch-up house and office parties. And uh, when this happens, or before this happens, sentiment's going to change towards the most hard-hit, particularly consumer-focused sectors. So there are a lot of sectors, that stocks that have taken deep damage, um, businesses and real damage. Businesses, as, as you know, when you walk down your own local street, businesses that have shut, be that retail, restaurants or bars. And by the time you are standing, giving a speech at your end of financial year party in an expensive restaurant talking about how great it is to get back to work, it's going to be too late. So start that watch list. And, and the sectors that will be on there will be housing market, Leisure, sport, travel, hospitality, gambling, bars and restaurants, if there are listed bars and restaurants, and maybe real estate investment trust infrastructure sector. So get building that watch list. Before you buy anything, though, do wait for the trend to turn. The market trend is still down for the moment. You don't have to be the first person to buy the uh, stocks at the bottom. And be very careful to check whether the company that you buy, if you are, when you are buying, has clarified earnings. There's significant announcement risk in the market at the moment. The safe way to do this, of course, is to have a good look at any stocks that have announcements that clarify their position because they de-risk themselves. And even if they pop, you might... You might miss the pop, but you'll catch the trend. And this is not long-term investing. This is not buying some puritanically uh, analysed Buffett-esque stock forever. This is about taking advantage of the recovery and sentiment in the short term. We can get to a long-term quality portfolio later on. 
A final word on the banks. We're coming to the banks' results season next week. The banks had a very good day earlier this week when the RBA started talking about them being strong enough to pay dividends this time around or having balance sheets strong enough. And I do wonder, why did APRA insist that they had these very high tier one capital ratios, prudently high, for, for events like this? And they didn't do it so that they would miss their dividends anyway. I think there is just a chance that the risk is on the upside with these results. Yes, they'll have higher bad debt debt provisions. Yes, the outlook's going to be challenging. Yes, net interest margins after the RBA slashed interest rates are going to be squeezed. And yes, they can't talk themselves up. It's inappropriate at the moment to trumpet their profits. But the sector is still down 40% from the recent high. And the ASX 200 is down 27%. So they've underperformed. They're at a multi-decade low relative to the market. And the risk is probably on the upside, not the downside. No, it's not a growth sector. No, you wouldn't buy it for growth. But let's just see if these results can create a sentiment low and a rally that's worth holding for now. And we're, we've got neutral holdings. We're playing chicken. Uh, but, but it may create a rally worth buying into uh, if the results are okay. And if they pay dividends, you can also catch those as well. So the safe way to do that is wait for the results before taking a view, before doing any buying, much lower risk that way. But keep an open mind. There's a price for everything. The banks are on their backs and, and these results just might not be as bad as everyone expects. Mm-hmm.